Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 5, Xbox, Wanted Dead or Alive. With me, George, as always joined by Tom, Bill Gates to my rusty iron gates. <laughs> How's it going, Tom? I'm alright, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You sound like you've got the sniffles. A little bit, yeah, but I'll persevere. It was because I went out of the bunker at the weekend, wasn't it? Ah, you see, you didn't have all that sort of filtered air to to breathe, so you ended up getting an illness. And there was me thinking you might have caught it from down the back of the downstairs toilet. Probably. In fact... It's pretty cold down there. In a bunker on the toilet. There's ice on the inside of the window. There is. But I've, I've, I've slipped myself another conundrum here. If you live in an underground dwelling... Are all your toilets downstairs toilets? <laughs> question for the ages. Well, the question for the ages is, what you've been playing? I have been playing Days Gone. Ah, me too. Let's let's hear your thoughts on the said zombie apocalyptic title on Sony's uh, illustrious PlayStation 4 console. So, um, I picked it up on launch. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd uh, booked the day out the the bunker. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the night out. before, sadly, I'd gone and looked at some reviews which weren't very favourable but we'll get to that they were frosty because a 7 out of 10 we don't think should be seen as a bad game no I uh, mean listen look at some of the games that I wheel out I mean, it was only last week that I gave 24 7 out of 10 yeah if you were a fan and if you ran them side by side days gone in 24 maybe there's some you know, everyone thinks that we throw these shows together, but there's little subtle nods in the background there that only the true listeners would pick up on. Um yeah, so overall I don't think it's too bad. I'm not that far into it. I'd probably say six or seven hours now. I actually uh, well I'm a bit more ahead of you, but I don't think I think you've done more than that. I think you've probably done ten hours to get to where you are. When we were discussing the story earlier. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm. I don't know where there's a way of clocking your time on it, but I'll have to have a look. Um, I really like the soundtrack, bizarrely. I just I, I listened to the title screen, and then I um, had a look on uh, the PlayStation Music that you can open up from the homepage. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and they had the soundtrack on there. That's I just had cool. it playing. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty chilled out. I, I quite like that. Um so that's uh, the soundtrack by Nathan Whitehead. Uh, enjoying the bike. It's it's really fun to get around the world on. I, 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 want, to dis- I want to discuss the bike with you just quickly. Yeah. Um, it was like when we... I think this is not... We're not going to go into spoiler territory as far as the story is concerned. No. That's for sure. But when you first get on the bike, yeah. it's one of those moments where everything's levelled up. And I immediately got... Considering how much polish this game could have had applied to it, they could have made sure, like I remember watching this documentary where they worked for weeks to make sure that the, the, the vision you see when you walk out of the dungeon in Oblivion is one that invites you to walk into the horizon. Yeah. They, they, it's, they, uh, they pulled that for hours. Yeah. and You, you get out there and you're just like, wow. Yeah. And it looks immediately this. like there's that there and there's this there to go investigate. It yeah. immediately pulls you into the world. It puts a little yeah. rope around you and brings you forward. Like my rope around me, bring me forward moments for days gone were not that pleasant. The bike was cumbersome. I think it was because the bike's first. the bike's obviously an upgraded one that you work towards because you end up losing that bike. It's not really spoilers because it's so early in the game, uh, and then you're back to like square one. But that upgraded bike at the start, I don't know why it's a wise decision to have you on something that's gone that quick yeah. straight away because. Yeah. 
now with a downgraded bike, it feels really tightly controlled. It and does. The actual level it, it, one bike it feels... It just feels to me they should have done it the other way around and you start with a basic bike and then... I think it would have made that sort of initial welcome to the welcome to the game world a little bit more pleasant. We I talked suppose... last week, didn't we, about feeling like the bad man, the good bad man yeah. on the kick-ass bike. And it's not really transpired to be that, has it? It's I suppose why they had it at around. the start to have the upgraded bike is to show that he's been living in this world for a while and he's made the upgrades. He's obviously got some bike mechanic knowledge um, through his time as a a biker back in the day. Day's gone. (laughs) Um, Seamless. (laughs) Slick Slick Rick. Um, Some some cons. It it can feel really clunky at times and there's some bugs in there that we've seen. I have to admit, there's... In a, a post-Red Dead world where <coughs> holding X or triangle or whatever it is to interact with something... Oh, square to get on the bike feels really weird. That does feel weird. But let, let's just put that for a side one moment. It's the hold to interact, interact button prompt system was one of the most bizarre but most comfortable ways to get physical in the Red Dead Redemption universe. It made you feel like you were physically interacting with that item. Yeah. The same... Idea has been rolled into this probably during its six year incubation phase, or it's like, well, I'm going to be this game, but Horizon's come out, so I better put some deep, deep re- uh, grass for people to get cover, get cover in, and oh, look out, Red Dead's holding buttons to interact with these items, and everyone's saying that's bonding me into the world, so we'll better include that, and then these other games have come out, and they've all adopted these bits as they've gone along, and it and this interaction with the button thing, it it feels clumsy. Like in Red Dead, I didn't, I didn't really feel like it felt clumsy, but in this one, it does. I don't know why. Mm, it, it just, it seems to take ages to, to actually do anything. You, you go to hold square to get on the bike, and it's like, come on, and then because you, the button's there and it's loading round the wheel, yes. like uh, the prompt, yeah sometimes you feel like you don't see it and you feel like you've clicked it but you haven't and then it goes back to the start again it's or, very weird yeah, or I I see it get round to the end and let go and you haven't actually fully, you haven't completed, actually it. fully yeah. completed it no, so I then agree. you've got to do it again so yeah. that, that's been something that's sort of um, it, it's had three patches since launch already I know and I, I've suffered from a mega <clears throat> bug unfortunately and is I that still, with the audio? yeah and I, something's still not right with the audio and I read a Reddit about switching um, exhaust tips around because it changes the volume of the bike. And I think there was a bug attached to that where it changed the volume of the whole world. As I said to yeah. you off air, there were times where there was no in-game sounds at all apart from Deacon St. John's sort of avatar mumblings. Yeah. Grunts and groans as he climbs things. Now, normally in the orchestra of all the music, all the in-game audio for the for the environment and for the creatures and the bad the baddies around you it it all blends into one seamless thing and it doesn't sound like he's making that much noise all the time but when you're playing with no other night noise bar deacon st john's sort of noise samples from the game it's very strange yeah absolute silence and he's the zombie or the freaker that you're fighting makes no noise <laughs> and all you can hear him like uh, 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 absolute silence everywhere else yeah. it's raining and it's lightning nothing yeah you that's... can hear nothing it's, it's not really. It's harsh to say, but it's not acceptable for a game that's been in development this long. Yeah, and you've wheeled out three patches already. Yeah, 
it's it's not really fair on the consumer. I think like can... I don't mind patches and stuff because back in the day you'd get a game and if there's a problem with it that'd be it. Like there's no updates to fix it. No. So no mercy, no blood. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't help you. Friend. Well, they had a save glitch on that. I remember sending my cartridge away. Yes, they did, and they replaced it. Uh, but the the fact that it has had these three patches well, I think shows we... they're committed to getting it fixed. But it should have been fixed. Del- they should have delayed it again if needs be. Well, we've we've summed this up, I think, off air quite distinctly in two different sort of ideas. One. If I came to you with a notepad or if I came to any generic gamer with a notepad and went, what sort of, what sort of game do you want? Oh, it's got to be open world. All right, yeah, let me write that down. What else do you want in it? Oh, if we could have zombies in it, that'd be great. Hmm, okay, yeah, zombies. Yeah, what else are you into? Oh, it'd be really good if we could be like a really bad character, you know, someone with some edge, a yeah. biker. Oh, right, a biker, yeah, no problems. Yeah. And we've, I said to you before, if, let's wheel in Gordon Ramsay. First of all, he's going to shut the bunker kitchen down. Then he's going to wheel in here and say to you, tell me all your favourite foods. Haribo, steak, uh, that guinea pig pellet that you like that we get you from the, from the garden centre, <laughs> <laughs> and all the other favourite things. Now, <coughs> individually, Bonios, individually, right, you can eat those and enjoy them. But if Gordon Ramsay, even if Gordon Ramsay mixed them up in a pot and served them to you, combined, they wouldn't be very good. Now, the more I play Days Gone the more I kind of... It's very strange, and we've talked about this it's before. It's the cocktail mixer of the past two years of Sony exclusives. And if it had come out two years previous to well, today, we, and it was scheduled well. to, I think we would be talking about Days Gone through a totally different window. We'd yeah. be saying, this is Game of the Year contender. It came out. How, how can Sony have brought out Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn at the same time? I think Horizon Zero Dawn plays tighter yeah having played it this year yeah. within the last three months I'd say it plays tighter but the more when you first get a game and I don't know if this is just me and Tom but I'm wondering if the listeners feel this as well when you first get a game it doesn't feel like a game it feels like magic like the no, experience like of... the experience but then over time the experience disappears and you start to pick up the formulaic bits which say hi I'm an interactive piece of entertainment I'm a video game it's like oh yeah, of course. When I first get it, I, I I buy way more into the world than it is. Now I've... I didn't good, even have that to start well, I was with. I going to say, this, the good like, thing with Days Gone is my actual sort of like, wow, this experience moment lasted about 10 minutes. And then I was into, right, what are the mechanics for this to be a game? And actually, take the pretense away, it's a good game. Like yeah. I said in the opening, 7 out of 10. It's not even a bad score. No. I, I do wonder whether the... The zombie genre is a bit overcrowded at the minute and that's not done it any favours. I don't really feel like anyone's ever done... There's only so much you can do with it as well. Well, we've had Dead Rising, haven't we? Uh, yeah, and Dead Rising. And that was loads of zombies on screen. We've had Resi 2 this year, but Resi 2. I've, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of that, so I'm trying to think of games that give you the same... Uh, <coughs> what was the title we were talking about on Xbox? State of Decay. Yeah, now that's something I want to discuss. Uh, State of Decay 2 was the last game I played through on uh, Xbox One. I thought it was pretty good. It was very, it was way more buggy and glitchy than uh, Days Gone. And I was playing Days Gone, I was like, this is like a high-res, graphically better version which, of State which, of Decay 2. Which, in your 2. opinion, for the listeners, is the better game? Yeah. Which one? I mean... 
they're both they both have got differences. Get but... off the fence. Which one are you going to want? If you had to go to a desert island, take Days Gone or stay at the K two. Which one are you taking? I think Days Gone would just pip it, even though I've not finished it. It's just a bit more polished. I'll give it to him. After everything than... we've said, this thing is still polished. Compared to Stay in the K2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you ever could... want to dig that out for the uh, the pit in the garden, then definitely. It might already be there. <laughs> a, under a layer, archaeologically, we can dig back and look under the layer and predate things from layers yeah. to drop into the pit because we know when layer went in. It uh, just doesn't feel quite as good as Spider-Man God of War. I mean, that was a hell of a one-two combo, wasn't it? Spider-Man then... Uh, sorry, God of War then Spider-Man. The, the problem for the Sony exclusives were that they kept up in their game. And it happened quick and it happened fast. And every studio... Like, prior to... Remember... Just go back, though. Do you remember before Gears, um, God of War 4 came out? Or God of War, as they call yeah. it, PlayStation 4? There were rumours of it being... A, there were a mess, three months yeah. before launch. Yeah. Apparently, it was an unplayable mess. Game of the year, platinum. Yeah. What? How, how does that happen? There? Maybe the same theory was applied to throw everything at the wall. This is Sony Ben. Throw everything at the wall, says Bossman Sony, and whatever sticks. By the time we go gold, it'll be it'll be perfect. Yeah. Um... Like we it, say, it's it, not a bad game. I read some comments about the Unreal 4 engine as well, that with them using that, a lot of the like the Sony engines that are used for their exclusive games, yeah, it means Sony have been able to help those developers, like, ah, uh, right. so it really like is... Insomniac and stuff, uh, to, to just basically help them... Harness make a, the full power of yeah. the PS4. Yeah. And I think... That's been a complaint with many people. That why did they go with Unreal Engine Four when they could have just got I a lot more when help? suppose when it launched, none of the none of the other Sony studios had built an engine. Poor old Sony Bend, they've had a lot of stick over days <coughs> gone. They're not actually that big a studio. No. So what you've got to remember is they are punching above their weight with this game. Yeah, and to be fair, it it looks great in places, really good. You can see they have put a lot of passion into the game. There's, there's one strange thing I just thing don't I think I it's noticed. clicked with people. Sometimes it can feel very soft focus, especially Deacon. There's other times where you move the move the camera a little bit and right. everything looks absolutely exquisite. You can see yeah. the stitching in his coat. And photo yeah, yeah. mode is an eye opener. Yeah, for the level of detail that are in yeah, the Yeah, like the animals we discussed this earlier, like the deer and the wolves and stuff, some of them look like they're lifted, you said, out of gun. Out of gun on the original Xbox. <coughs> well, let's even go for the PS2 version. Yeah. They look wonky. I had one sort of... I wish I was better at recording gameplay footage because I had one fly by me like one of Santa's reindeer. Obviously lost, taking a little holiday in the woods. A flying reindeer, that's acceptable in days, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the white-bearded Jedi be from last week. There uh, you go. Yeah, so that's our thoughts on Days Gone so far. So the um, question, that's Days Gone. I think we've we've aired our, our voices. Yeah. I'm, I feel inclined to see it through, and I'm, I'm probably going to at least see what going north with Boozer means. I just don't know whether I can. I... I it's not wow. the the character and story just haven't really grabbed me and gone right. This is going to be a great I, story. I think that you're probably maybe one mission away from it. Just I'm not going to say you're going to go. Oh, it's the best game I've ever played, but I think you're probably one mission away from the key and the, turning in the lock. And you go, I can probably want to see a little bit more of this. 
Yeah, I've been upgrading my weapons and the bike and stuff, so it's a bit more enjoyable. Uh, I, I recently got like one of the first machine guns, and when you got like ten or so freakers running at you, and you can gun them down real quick, you, you feel a bit more like, yeah, I'm surviving this, and I'm going yeah, to get on the bike. I, until I got the Focus, have you used Focus yet? Yeah, I've used that. So that's bullet time, yeah, Red Dead Redemption sta- yeah, time, the or whatever bullet it is. Time. Yeah, the uh, I was struggling with the controls for the gunplay. It didn't feel crunchy. Now, I know it needs to feel a little bit like the gun's worn out and broken, it's not been cleaned properly in a while, yeah. the ammunition's probably dodgy. I, th- I think the Freakers' AI seems quite good because they, they run at you and it almost causes you to panic. I, I, take, I thought we were done with this conversation, but let's yeah, keep sorry, it going. We'll just because go a little the bit AI of the Freakers embarrasses the AI of the human opponents. <laughs> and does, if you'd yeah. have asked anybody, they'd have thought it would be the other way around. Yeah. If I... If I'd been bent, and admittedly I always hark on, well, this is what I would do, and I know I can't even complete an equation from a GTSE maths book, but surely, surely they would make the AI of the human control characters yeah. way in advance of the, the Freaker AI. We talked in the preview feature last week about how the Freaker AI is kind of lowered and you would expect an increased AI from the humans to really make you think. Because so, humans yeah, are the deadliest like, people out there. Yeah, you know They will cut your throat for yeah. a drink or whatever, and you can get up close to these people. The freakers should just be like a, a rage-induced thing where they, they see you and that, the hunt's on. Question, how have you been taking <coughs> down camps? Because we know I'm not the king of stealth, <laughs> yet I've been able, because of the freaker AI being so low, even I clumsy Colin over here <laughs> has been able to slip through days gone like a shadow I uh, I think the the stealth is unbelievably easy yeah it feels like you can't be spotted half the time as long as you stay out of and the... get in those little bushes move along yeah and I mean it's I've good been it, out it, a couple of times but for the most part it's like Fisher Price my first I mean game. don't get me wrong I wouldn't want it the other way because it just destroys your soul trying to go back to checkpoint one to go a little bit further to be, then be caught again yeah uh, so I yeah I, I tend to restarts. use the stealth a lot on it maybe when we get better upgraded weapons you, we're going to just go in there and the um, sort of insane dart on the on the you use the the one that causes enemies to attack yeah, each other. You use I haven't like no. freaking nest residue one of the best times I'll say one of the best times I've had in gaming we've already listed in in all the episodes we've done already all these different ideas this is not in my top 10 gaming moments but I had a nice time with it last week hiding in a bush loading up one of those sort of uh, poison freaker darts, yeah. firing it at this guy, and he kind of <laughs> acts exactly as you'd imagine he does. He kind of like hooks up a little bit. Then he like jumped up with a machine gun and independently started taking down single members of his team. And he did that in such a way that made the eye look absolutely incredible. Yeah, He went on the hunt, for, and the other two right. characters couldn't deal with him. And I watched this unfold, and they were like, they didn't want to fire because it was one of their friends. And then he did, oh. and they were like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, firing back which I thought was cool. And then another um, one of the missions that I did enjoy, or this was just like a, a sandbox moment, is I stumbled across a, like a, an enemy base and Deacon St. John sort of pretense his, his arrival at the base or the area with murderers and rapists, I bet he makes sure they all die. 
you know that that line. Yeah, it's quite it, strong, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's some pretty bad dialogue in the game. I've seen some clips further along as well, and I've just been like, wow, that's like well, I, I, old school Channel Five movie level of. Well, it kind of maybe is what it's meant to <laughs> yeah. be. Maybe we're missing the beat a little bit. I want to but... ask you one thing: if are we all suckers for hype, us and listeners and and everyone else well, out there? Me... If this had come out and got nine out of ten, ten out of ten, would we be hailing it now as the next great exclusive game? Well, I've been there with Horizon. When it came out, everyone was freaking out and telling me what a great game it was, and I got that on launch and thought to myself. I'm not enjoying this, and it took me what two years to click with that game eventually. Yeah. And see, it. and when I want, when I when all of a sudden it didn't become this great futuristic open world, and I just took it for a game and enjoyed the mechanics of pressing A and the the crunchiness of feeling the contact with the enemies and how you move around and do the role. That's in the end, it was the actual pure gameplay that came through the screen and spoke to me. Like Days Gone's pure gameplay is of a lower echelon than um, Horizon. Yeah. But there's still a little bit of something there. It's like there's times where I find I'm enjoying myself and then it's oh, something will happen. Like a deer will fly by. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Or I had a mission where I had to take down um, a freaked bear, an infected bear. Right. And it kind of got stuck on a plant pot, so I just pounded <laughs> it with hand grenades, and it yeah. died. And it's moments like that it where takes you out of the world, it doesn't it? Does, and yeah. it's a shame. Have we? Do you think we've killed Days Gone? Is it a freaker <laughs> now, looking for a nest? No, to go I'm going to stick with it. Deserves it seven out of ten. Uh, I hope people try it. If you maybe want to, some people might want to wait till it's down in price, uh, or or until it is fully patched. That there aren't the glitches it's got. They're not game breaking. Well, no, I know there's game breaking glitches out there, but I've I've had no sound, which some would consider game breaking. Yeah, I don't consider it game breaking. For fifty quid, though, some of them are. If you really want to put it out there like that, if you want to put it out there like, if you want to put it out there like that, Tom, you've also got to do the ratio of hours spent equals time per hour. Yeah, you're still gonna get a better return than you did from Avengers, and I told you Gandalf <laughs> was in it. Before we, before we. We kick um, Days Gone down to the dark cave in which it's going to spend the rest of its days. Where where it should with all its freak of friends. Assembling a horde to ruin your best laid plans of yeah. hunting. Um, have you been playing anything else? Um, I've dived back onto Devil May Cry 5 onto the Bloody Palace just to see how far I can get. I think I got to like level 20, um, which is like you then... Get the first boss out of the main story. Yeah, died on that, uh, so it's pretty tough. But I'll be trying to persevere with it and get a bit further. Uh, play some Street Fighter Five with some friends. Uh, not played that in a while. What the hell? First of all, friends in the vault in the in the bunker. Yeah. Secondly, you've got the pledge out and you've been and dusted off Street Fighter. Yeah. How did that feel? Yeah, good. It's a real uh, well-made beat 'em up of as you'd expect from the Street Fighter series. Um, When it launched, it didn't have a lot of great press because it it was very bare bones. One of those titles where it's launched with what you don't consider a fair package and it's added DLC characters over the years. Um, I picked it up on PS4 when it was the arcade edition, so it did feel more like a fully fleshed out game. Yeah. 
but yeah, always a good multiplayer to have. Um, I downloaded the Joker DLC for Smash Bros. You don't know uh, what it is. You don't even like it, but it's yeah, free. Yeah, I don't know what Persona is, but <laughs> uh, it's not free. It, uh, I, th- I believe it's four ninety nine oh for our listeners. Oh my goodness, that's more than a... You get a stage and a character. Um, is that a fair price? You're the Switch resident. Uh, yeah, it's it's high quality stuff as well. Before as you'd expect, we but... before we digress and go any further into the, the the preamble, which is the 24 minutes that we've already gifted the listeners, um, <laughs> we're still on the news, right? Uh, no, the, we've uh, not even linked. We haven't to even the got news. to the news yet. So I think we should let's draw a line in the sand. Tom, we've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. Unfortunately. I don't know whether Mum was doing the hoovering and pulled the cord out the back of the modem to the yeah. uh, the bunker PC, but there's not been much news this week. Tom, first up, what you got for me? Overwatch update: uh, Reinhardt drinks light beer. Whoa, this is something I can get into. <laughs> Reinhardt, the Steinmaster, the devourer of the devourer, the devourer of sauerkraut. Are you telling me he drinks light beer? Tell me. That that light beer hails from Germany. No. Oh. Overwatch's official esports league has partnered with AB and Bev, and specifically Bud Light. The first sponsored event will be a fan activ- activation defined by tradable bits as the process of attracting people, whether they be diehard fans or casual bystanders, to your brand through some sort of experience. At the Dallas Fuels Bud Light Homestead weekend, uh, Dallas Fuel are a uh, Overwatch competitive team. Just to uh, clue in know. the unclued, like myself. Followed by another Bud Light homestand weekend in Atlanta, and then the LA rivalry weekend in August. Bud Light will also sponsor a trio of Overwatch League televised broadcasts, which are on April twenty seventh, eight till ten pm, uh, on ESPN two, July sixth. 3 till 5pm EDT on ABC and July 7th 2 to 3.30pm EDT on ESPN2 What's your thoughts on that? Did Overwatch need an official beer? <sighs> I um, think the, the Overwatch League seems to be quite popular and it obviously generates a lot of money Are you going to now only drink Bud Light? No I, I, I don't honestly watch much Overwatch League even though I play the game a lot so people will be talking about uh, let's run this strategy that uh, Dallas Fuel ran uh, or London Spitfires ran in the last league. I'm oh like, I've, I've no idea what you're you. talking about. I'm embarrassed for you. You would love it if you got into it. Oh, I think I don't. You missed the free to play weekend as well. I, I know. I and mean, you warned me about that. You pre warned me about that. You gave me every opportunity to buy the game and join you online, and I didn't. No. You can't use that cheap turbo controller though online, can you? Gets me banned, doesn't it? It does. I think I'm a cheat. Um, is it's that... a Smurf if you're a if you're like an undercover good player. I don't know if watch that's the term. A Smurf. Yeah. A blue faced white hat wearing. Oh my goodness, we need we nearly went full Ric Flair intro with that. Um, uh, what else that... we got? Well, get your switch blades at the ready, guys, because Shakedown Hawaii is nearly out on the Nintendo Switch. V-Blank Entertainment has shared a brand new trailer to keep us excited. Uh, V-Blank's retro parody, Retro City Rampage, will be bringing its uh, K- 
chaotic ultraviolet action to the Switch on the 7th of May. A 3DS revision is in the works, but that edition apparently needs time before hitting digital shelves. The PS Vita owners are also luckily set to receive a physical version when the Switch Nintendo, which the Nintendo platforms won't. But the Switch eShop page is live, so stop by and find out more Switch owners. Shakedown Hawaii, the, the sort of spiritual success. There's way too many S's in there, so I'm going to take my teeth out, apply some new Dentagrip and put them in. The spiritual successor to Retro City Rampage. I'm excited by Shakedown Hawaii. It looks awesome. It looks like it's got a combination of those old GTA vibes crossed with fun 16-bit graphics while also giving me that little bit of a Hotline Miami vibe. And I love Hotline Miami. I remember you showing me that. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's, it's a twin-stick shoot, but it's one with style. It doesn't, I don't know, something about the way it works. It just feels very, very crunchy. I like it. Crunchy's a good word. The 3DS revision is in the works, as me a bit worried as it needs more time. Is that going to ever see the light of day with the I Switch just, being as popular as, I, as it is? The 3DS has still got a pile of uh, active players out there. Um, the fact it needs work... It's a massive install base, isn't it, on the 3DS it, still, I guess? Yeah, I think so. And Maybe it's sort of showing that the 3DS is starting to feel a little bit tired. Yeah, it's been a very good machine, but it launched a long time ago. I know Shakedown Hawaii isn't probably the most demanding game ever made, but by the time you add in some of those graphical effects and other bits and bobs, I, I bet you it's it's probably quite a demanding game. So that's why the 3DS version is going to need a bit more work, tweaks. Yeah, what we got, Tom? Uh, games, games, and more games. Games, uh, games, <coughs> games. It's that time of the month again, so we're going to list the Xbox games with gold. Uh, and well, they were rumored, well, but they we've were now confirmed. Yeah, PS we've... Plus titles. Okay, so uh, Xbox games were gold first. We've got Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon, uh, Xbox One and Xbox Three Sixty available May first to 15. May fifteen. Yeah, uh, Outcast Second Contact on Xbox One available April sixteenth to May fifteenth. Apparently, that's a remake of a game from nineteen ninety nine. I didn't know about <laughs> this, but. Apparently it's Can't say good. I've heard of it. No, me neither. Uh, the Golf Club 2 featuring PGA Tour, Xbox One, available May 16th to June 15th. Yeah. And Marooners, Xbox One, uh, available May 1st to the 31st of May. And that's a party game. Hmm. And the rumoured PS Plus titles that have now been confirmed, Overcooked, and what remains to of Edith Finch. And also a quick note on the PS Plus scenario... Uh, our UK listeners is currently 25% off the 12 month package yeah good get it while it's hot yeah always worth doing gotta gotta wonder looking at the Xbox games with gold some interesting titles there a little bit more concerned about the PS Plus offering yeah I'm not going to say that either of those titles are quality but when you've got games in your library like the order eighteen eighty six, you could give away for free. Why wouldn't you do that? If you've got, if you're not going to give away Uncharted four, why not give away Lost Legacy? Yeah, something to hook the PS fans in. Um, I mean, Sport for Choice on Xbox. Uh, are they better titles? Probably. If you add them all together, probably yeah. equal to. Um, depends how you want to look at it. 
depends whether you're an Earth Defence Force fan or not. Yeah, I don't know. There's some people out there do. So, did we miss anything? Or do you have an opinion or take on the news that we missed? Tom, if we have made an absolute glaring error in the news, how would the collective masses interact with us? Uh, you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or just DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Now, um, whoa, go on. What are you going to tell me? A little bit of news. Did you see the Sonic trailer? For the for the film, I did, and unfortunately, <laughs> the combination of lemon and hydrosulfic acid was not enough to scrub that image off my retinas. What's mm. going on with Jim? What's going on with Mr. Carey? Surely, if he's in it, it's going to be slightly good. <sighs> it just feels like he's. Did you see that bit in the trailer where he's like? It looks like he's like the real. Robotnik and he's got like the goggles and the moustache yeah, and stuff. I, did see what, that. I wonder what goes on there. At the beginning there. of the trailer you see something's going to happen between him and Sonic where he gets inadvertently or Sonic's yeah. going to frustrate him to the point where he just goes full boom I mean, boom. What do you think to the look of Sonic? He looks very strange. I'm not keen. I've seen some alterations online where people have just changed his eyes slightly to give him that more classic Sonic look. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah. But this weird Sonic guy that we've got at the minute I don't know. I get night terrors. I'm convinced that movie Sonic lives under my bed and whenever I fall asleep, he creeps out and just does weird things to me. I don't like him at all. Yeah. Strange. Very strange little creature, isn't he? Very strange. <laughs> and especially we've seen the mistake in the Sonic games when we bring Sonic into the real world. Like that time that we all want to forget where Sonic <laughs> fell in love with a, an anatomically correct human female. A princess of a world. Really? You were saved from this. Good. It happened. <laughs> That's why everyone was so grateful for Sonic Mania when it You must have buried that one deep in the pit anyway. Oh, it predates all games. Uh, something, that... something. speaking of uh, video game movies, something we'd like to maybe do in the future is a, a feature on uh, what, what video game would you love to see made into a movie that hasn't been done already? Pong. Pong. Easy answer. Who's directing? <laughs> Spielberg? Uh, no, I want for that, I want... Uh, Resurrect Alfred Hitchcock? Who's the guy who did Last Jedi? Oh, he's not a popular man, is Him. he? Him. <laughs> Him. That guy. I've, I've erased him from a memory. I don't want to remember what he did. I'll me. remember it in a minute because I was reading some Last Jedi stuff the other well, day. Well, before we go any further in and off on a tangent or go anywhere we need to go or not go... We're quite deep into the show, and we're going to make a plea, aren't we? We are, yeah. This is like um, Comet Relief, Red Nose Day. Actually, it's nothing like any of that, because we're not doing anything for the poor or the misaligned of the world. We're actually looking to you guys. If you've been enjoying or you do enjoy what we talk about on here, and I know it's the inherent fevered ramblings of two guys that live in a deep, dark hole, but... If you're enjoying what you're listening to, in a moment I'm going to give you a little command to pause the show uh, and then go do this sequence of events. So what we would like you to do is to pause the show when we say, go into the system or setup of however you got to find this podcast. So Amazon, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, on your Amazon Alexa, on your a laptop, either through Buzzsprout or any of those other mediums. Just take a moment to go in Click like, 
subscribe, put a review down if you feel that way inclined, and then sit there and think to yourself, one friend, you've got to text one friend, just the word unofficial controller, podcast, let let them figure it out for yourselves. Spread the love. (laughs) All right, so in a moment, when I say pause, that's what we need you to go do. Pause. Guys, Tom, welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here. We, uh, we're Tom's really... in tears. It's almost yeah. like he's watching the end of a film, Watership Down. He's <laughs> down on his knees. He's sobbing. Bright eyes. Bright eyes. The concrete's ripping through his worn, play-worn knee jeans. And the, the, the harsh concrete of the bunker has crept into his knee skin. He's down. His hands are clasped together like a naughty choir boy that's been kept behind because he said rude words during the song. Right? He's there... I'm also the same. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. Let's see the show. Technically, that should see the show double overnight. That would be something. Uh, Loyal listeners across the world. I mean, thank you. We're really grateful for the listeners we've got at the minute, but we really want to grow this podcast with a community together yes. uh, and, and make it something hopefully even better than it is we now. We're, you- we're learning as we go and we, we want... We just want to get better and better. We want to give you guys a digital playground where you can all get together and the one thing that binds you together is this rambling of us two guys. And if that gives you a community to discuss the way I can't say words with S's in, if I'm not careful, I end up just studioing all over the floor. You know, there's there's (laughs) got to be there's got to be a a fourteen page thread on some of the ridiculous words and mispronunciations that we've done. Seconda you name it. Or even some maybe maybe if someone's listened to all of our content, they can remind us of the one funny moment that we've produced so far this season. <laughs> and maybe do a little bit of a thing about that. We want to give you guys that you can have some fun. We've always said bring out the trolls. Yeah, we will any we'll, uh, when you're as lonely as we are, any interaction When we get feedback it is like light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? It was only yesterday that we got a wonderful bit of feedback. On Apple, on iTunes, yeah. I wrote it out with my best crayon, and I took it through to Mumsy, and she gave me a glass of milk. Good reward. Good reward. What more does a reward does a man want? For God's <laughs> sake. Right, you've stayed with us this far. We've, bleg- we've begged and pleaded, like Comic Relief Night, and now we're into the meat and veg. It's that time. It's the feature of the week. And this week, as we said at the top of the show, Xbox exclusives. Now... We like the Xbox, original OG on launch, 360, skip the Xbox one, I have to admit. Tom, you picked one up. I did, yeah. Not a launch, I've, mind you, uh, mainly down to the price and what I thought was like a good launch title. Your life situations have changed. You're not, maybe yeah. you're not a launch adopter anymore, but you certainly you yeah. know your thing. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about the Xbox exclusives, the games that we feel made the platform, and we're asking three questions. Dead, alive, missing in action. Tom, Xbox exclusives. The ones we know that have checked in, that seem to have a pulse last time we checked. First on the list, what we got? Uh, we got Gears 5, or wow. uh, Gears of War, as the original... As the franchise uh, as, as is the, called? As the first one was called. Um, so we've seen many of those over the years. Uh, the 
Estimated arrival for Gears 5 is two, this year, 2019. That's we don't know any got. more than that. Not um, even the green screen's <clears throat> found the answer to that. No. Uh, the last Gears was Gears 4, launched October 2016, um, and was was pretty good. I, uh, I played it through with a mate on the uh, like the co-op That's campaign. Yeah. It's always been good for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real good uh, online co-op uh, cover-based shooter. If anyone is not entirely sure what it is, uh, with some great multiplayer options, I, and I like the story in the Locust as well. Like uh, the universe is pretty. The, cool. the story one to three for me is really good. Yeah, four I didn't I quite click with me. One two and three quite as much. Uh, so interested. I think five is obviously going to carry on from four with this new generation of uh, of. Um, well, I, I, I don't know Cog her name, soldiers but the, or, the female or um, protagonist... Well, one of the female characters from 4, yeah. I forget her name, is one of the main protagonists yes. in this one. Yeah. Which, again, sounds pretty So you've cool. got, you got uh, J.D. Phoenix, uh, who is Marcus Phoenix's son. Yeah. Uh, Marcus being the main protagonist in the first yeah. one. Um, the female character, forgive us, I'm, I'm not sure on her name... Uh, and I believe there's another guy as the well. The woman, whoever it is, it's the woman in the last one that had something going on with the locust. She had some sort of vibe with them from right, Red, didn't she? I yeah. Think. She was able to not. She was somehow linked to locust. Yeah. So there was a story thread there that they're going to pull on to populate. That's what I five. mean. Like I remember one to three way more than I remember four. Yeah, I played four, the most recent. So it says a lot for the stories in three. Okay. Well, uh, on, on that note. I mean, we in haven't the, seen the first three. we haven't we haven't seen a Gears game since 2016, which fair enough. That's not oversaturation. It's three years development time to bolt Gears Five together. Yeah, that launched in 2006 by uh, Epic and Cliffy B from memory, and it's 2016 or 2016 was the last time we saw it. So that was ten years. So that was like a game every two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. Xbox like to stomp the mud hole dry, don't they? I mean, yeah. Poor old. What are we going to be up to Gears Twenty before the rest of the franchise? I think my problem with Four was the fact that I was expecting to see like that massive leap and almost yeah. even change the gameplay somewhat, like other God of War Three to current God of War. Oh, you really wanted to see like, a, a massive change, change, yeah. But... Which they could have done through the medium of his son, because time's moved on, Yeah, weapon has I think it would have kept it fresher, uh, but sometimes people are worried about taking the risk. Like the developers worried, if we change too much, we're just going to alienate yeah, the, the current fan base. There must be as, as many fans that rock up for um, like the same, but they don't realise, they're like, oh yeah, I want, I want that game, I want that game to be the same, and everyone wanted to change. But then, like, two titles into that, that game never changing, they're bored. It's that risk the developer always has to roll of, like, I don't want to alienate my core fans, but I need to attract more, and I need this game franchise to grow. And it won't grow unless... Like in the mid-2000s, whenever a game came out, it had to incorporate some form of... Um, QTE. No, no, not QTE, extreme sports. <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts 2, you've, <coughs> you've got a skateboard. Yeah. Um, so uh, how I meandered into skateboard and then meandered out again I'm not sure but next one on the list Halo one of my top 10 games if you've listened to the top 10 games episode a real 
um, wow moment for me when I got the original Xbox. It was a it was window. a powerhouse display, wasn't it? it I remember was. going around my mates and it got Xbox at launch. I went for the GameCube. And I was looking at Halo, going, "I wish I owned an Xbox as well." It was a it was a great time to be an Xbox owner. There wasn't many yeah. of us back in old Sunny Blighty Hole back in the day, but uh, do you know what the console's done well for itself? So Halo, what an awesome way to open it up. What yeah. a great way to show people what the hard drive is capable of, allowing all those different That massive sequences. controller. You just the can't juke. put the Duke down. Mate, the Duke's one of the best controllers ever made. <coughs> ever made. You can get those again, apparently, now. Just because you've got the hands of a 12-year-old girl, <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, so Halo launched 2001. Rumoured or confirmed popping its periscope up in 2019 and fully submerging in the back end of the year, I should imagine. Uh, last time we saw the Halo franchise, Halo Wars 2 in March 2017. Tom, forgive me, that doesn't even sound right. I think there's been Master Chief Collection and stuff released on PC. Yep. Uh, I played Halo Wars 2 and really enjoyed it. it you good, are the guy for the RTS. If I'm yeah. the retro guy you wheeled out last week, from now on, whenever an RTS appears, I'm wheeling you out. Whether it's on okay, PC even... or Samsung Android <laughs> phone, you're the guru. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Halo Wars 2, I hope they probably make a third because I've really enjoyed both of those. To be fair, I thought 1 was absolutely killer. Yeah. The way that you could zoom in and it was like... And, you could really and to see put an RTS onto a console as well is, is not an easy thing. Uh, and I think they did it really well. Yeah. Uh, did you Real get to play Halo controls. Wars 2? Did I play 2? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, played them both. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, played and finished them both, like campaign. Uh, dabbled with the multiplayer, but again, there's a lot more. Dabbled with the multiplayer? You yeah. Know, just dip me hand in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there's some great strategy minds out there, so I was probably lacking in some Even with your uh, Lord of the Rings training, you still fell short. <laughs> oh, what a game. Don't start me. Let's on. not. We Let's want move this to on. remain specifically an X. Ex- Technically, that was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, I know it was on was. PC as well, but technically it was an Xbox exclusive. But thank the heavens I've been able to steer it well <laughs> off this list because you've already heard way more about it than you should have. Looking on that list, Tom, it's a game that I like to see. It's a new IP, thankfully. They actually managed to get something out of Rare eventually, and it was Sea of Thieves, launched 20th of March 2018. Current and ongoing, just had an update, another one scheduled to be rammed down the pipes. Yeah. Hoisted up the main sale. We've talked a little bit about this, haven't we, in the podcast before. Um, I, I played it when it launched because it came with a Games Pass, which we've said before has been yeah. a good value for money. That is good value for uh, money. It, again, it, it didn't feel like high-quality Rare work there's mm. so many cool little details in it um and oh, I, I thought cool you little... i i thought you would be quite keen of it because of our long lengthy discussions about the great naval warfare game we'd always want to make yeah but the thing is you sold it to me as black flag but don't open <laughs> world to play with your friends and I finally <laughs> do my best to get the control it's of the like a disney's pirates of the caribbean ride 
it's like watching your nan's VHS copy of the time her and granddad went to Disneyland and went on the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> ride. It's not even like watching being on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's uh, Sea of Thieves. Is it Bethsaida's Pirates? It's probably, for me, it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted a realistic yeah. sim type game. And I know there's elements of like, if you drop the anchor too soon, it wears your ship down. And if you do this and that and the other bit. Yeah, it's weird how they've got very realistic things like the the wind with the sails yeah. and, and the compass and the steering the the wheel on the boat. Yeah. Is that even the correct? It'll do. Uh, yeah, they, they do all that and then it's got a real cartoony style. Uh, Which seems to sell it a bit short. Yeah, I'm not offended by that. And if it was done in a slightly different way, I find it quite appealing. It's not unlike Wind Waker. It's it's not unbeautiful to look at, but it just seems to be a right mismatch of stuff. Overall, I think it's a pretty good title, but it's not one for me. And I don't think you've chimed in as being a fan either. No, I just... See, when that came out... Back in the day, Rare were like a, a massive flagship company of Nintendo. Yeah, but me and you have both and, and dusted off for rare titles, be it, I mean, on the original Xbox and this one. Yeah, but if you could time travel, go back and play them in that time, they would seem amazing. Still. Well, I... It just feels like they've dropped the, the ball a bit over the past... 10 years. Well, I think I made the rather harsh statement in another one of the podcasts about they haven't made anything good since they made the Avatars. Mm. But this was meant to be I a fluff piece for Xbox. Let's not be too down on this interesting list of games we've got coming up. Oh, and yeah. Some interesting things we, we to did, talk about. We did, uh, we did skip over Halo Infinite, the future Halo title, which we should probably just drop back to. Well, that was ETA this year, though, isn't it, that one? Uh Possibly, we'll see what happens at E3, whether we get a reveal, or maybe oh, will it be one of those uh, bridge titles that bridges uh, current Xbox to next gen? You've got to be thinking that's what they're... Yeah, I think it's... It's got to be will. their game plan. What they're going to try and do, I feel, is pull off an Xbox 360. At the minute, they've got nothing to lose. Yeah. So anything that they can do to make Sony look bad and not being for the gamers they're currently trying to establish, and Sony are doing a cracking job of painting themselves into a corner. Like, yeah. here's Overcooked and Eodish Flinch. All oh, right, I, I thought you said that you were taking the other games away so you could offer us better, and this doesn't really feel like it's happened. Yeah. And we've talked before about delisting games. The and cross-platform play as cross, well. Took that, them a bit to get their head the around, The cross-platform play was one of the shrewdest moves by Nintendo and Xbox to put shame on their biggest market competitor. Yeah. I would have done it too. If you can create a talking point about someone not talking and tell everyone about how... Oh, hang on a minute. We do let cross-play happen. It is that easy. Come join our platform. If your friend's got a Switch and you've got an Xbox, it's fine. Change friend codes, go home and play that night. It's possible. If you're the kid in the corner of the room who's got the PS4, you're only playing with other PS4 owners. It's a bit like Nintendo and Microsoft have gone, right, Sony, you're not coming to our party at E3, so we're going to talk about you. well, let's, and how bad you are. Let's just roll in a little bit of E3 hype. <coughs> I didn't realise when we said it in the news last week that Square Enix's uh, timetable announcement for E3 is even more special because they've took Sony's position on the main stage. Really? Yeah. Well, let's yes. hope they've got something good to show. Well, one presumes they have. 
So we've already talked about how the stage is clear for Microsoft to do something really special. I'm expecting to see... The the Halo game. I think we will. I, well, I'm expecting to see his Xbox 2, or whatever we're going to call it. Oh, you think we'll see it? Yeah, yeah. I reckon it'll be out for Christmas. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah. Huh, maybe. If they released at the same time as PlayStation, at the moment with the... At the moment with the way PlayStation's established itself, if you launch at the same time... PlayStation's got this funnel of people that are willing to drop down on PlayStation product. They've won a lot of good favour. Xbox are on the up and up. Remember when they launched the 360? They just pulled the rug from under Sony's feet and said, bring out 360 this Christmas. Yeah. Sony couldn't react quick enough. They were like, oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be out in a year. Yeah. Um, in that time, a lot of people who had been sort of bored or sort of frustrated at that current generation of consoles, OG, Xbox, PS2 and yeah. Cube, that have been around for a time... But the whole games industry had moved on, like, I don't know, a good country mile clear of that. And yeah. people were kind of frustrated that all they had at home was PS2. I know me and you were on OG Xbox, and we were kind of like, yeah, it's all right, but it feels like we're at the end of an era. And then round that corner, for us, was 360. And it launched, and it was like, wow, this is great. And no one gave PS3 a blink of an eye. Yeah. PS3 launched, it was too expensive, it didn't have any games. Classic failing of a console. If you're too expensive, you don't have any exclusive games, no one's going to buy it. Yeah. I feel Xbox are setting themselves up for a massive announcement at E3 and a, a slew of decent launch games. They've had that bit of time, haven't they? Like that breathing room of like. I think it, if you not... felt like there's not been much come out from them, but maybe they're. They're just storing that time. I think and, when you and, launch and a console, you've kind of predicted and forecast to your internal big boss man. Oh, got a new Xbox coming out, yeah. boss. Oh, great! Like what you did with the 360. Well, yeah, this is going to make the same money. And then, like a couple of months in, the boss is like, "There's no way this is going to make the same money as 360." Pressure's off. Go do the best you can. If we look at the Switch and Breath of the Wild, which admittedly launched on Wii U as well, I yeah. think we might see a similar. Uh, Halo Infinite on Xbox One and next-gen Xbox launched all the, at, the only all problem the where that's time. been an issue, never been an issue before, but it could be an issue now, <coughs> Xbox One X. It stands as the mastodon, the guy who, yeah. that, that reaches out to Xbox One vanilla and then reaches over to Xbox Two. I think well. that might just be brushed under the carpet like a dirty little uh, mega CD or something. I'd like to, I'll tell you what, <laughs> one thing I would love to see out of this generation of consoles is... How many have Microsoft sold? We what, of Xbox One X? Yeah, no one knows. No one yeah. knows of Xbox One or Xbox One X. Yeah, I think there's some confusion in the marketing as well. Again, like Wii and Wii U. Yeah. It's like when Johnny Smith's parents go down to game or other retailers other game retail stores uh, are available I don't think you need to worry I don't think we do no there's not that many anyway there's only really game Granger games than your local what pop shop down <laughs> down the street um, and Stingray and Stingray of course yeah. he can get anything if we've probably got the next gen Xbox anyway he has but we'll ask him later yeah um, so let's move this conversation forward let's keep the feast going forward so who else has checked in as being an Xbox exclusive and alive. What other games got a pulse? Uh, Forza. Forza's still alive? It is. Of course it is. 
the original Forza launched on 3rd of May 2005. I never realised it was that long ago. A lot of these titles really did start their life off on original Xbox, and I think they're starting to creak a little bit. Yeah, I played uh, Forza Horizon 3 was the last one I played, but Forza Horizon 4 was the last uh, game I've launched. I've looked on enviously at the Horizon games. I think they look good. I think that then maybe the spiritual nod to PGR that we might be looking for. I uh, I remember talking to you about Forza Horizon 3 and telling you how great it was, like that free roam element. And they are really good games. The Forza Motorsport series, I've not really dabbled see, in. That's cause... the one where I've dabbled more. Yeah, and that's I... more like the simulator. I've had based. some quality times out of that game. Yeah. Um, sharing skins... Unlocking different cars. Oh, I remember, yeah, the the, uh, the different designs you could do. I used to try and spend ages yeah. doing like Ant and Senna replica. Akira yeah, NSX and then we realised you could just go online and go get someone else. It's far more advanced. Hey, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, uh, but you know the Forza <laughs> franchise had that on original Xbox. Obviously, picked up on 360. The motorsport part of the franchise, anyway. Really enjoyed it. I would have been there third of May two thousand and five for sure. Got that game, thought it was stupendous. Uh, I obviously previously owned and played the Gran Turismo franchise, which is it's probably its only equal out there as far as console race sims are concerned. Obviously, yeah. we've got Project Cars and other games around there, but as the uh, standalone tentpole um, high wear the racing game of, of the Xbox franchise, Forza requits itself really well. Always has done. It's yeah. Turn 10 Studios, I believe is the name of the uh, developer. Um, their attention to detail has been exquisite. I mean, when the when they first brought that game out on original Xbox, you know, comparing it to the games on the PS2 and other bits and bobs, you were looking through the glass of the lens into yeah. the bulbs of it. and It was um, a well-developed was... game. Uh, Tight on controls as well. Yeah, Crunchy. I was disappointed not to get to play Forza Horizon Four because I uh, recently sold my Xbox, uh, and it was set in the UK as well, which is even worse because we've always wanted oh, that, that light open world racer in the UK. The I've signs, watched a fair few videos. There's times really when I've been impressive. spending money on retro tat, and I'm like, "Do you need an Xbox One? Maybe. I think if yeah. I got one tomorrow." You'd be, you'd be, all of this PlayStation memorabilia would be hauled out to the pit and then it'd be well, an Xbox. Well, it would probably so. just go into one of the deep door storerooms in the bunker with my Sega memorabilia and Nintendo. It just gets rotated round, yeah. doesn't it? Um, moving swiftly over from Forza to Crackdown. Um, awesome. That's Feedback nice. already? <laughs> it's got to be, hasn't awesome. it? Awesome. Um, That's good. The <laughs> Crackdown. Now... We were there, launch day, 360 for this. The original Crackdown. It's a game that reminds me retrospectively <coughs> of Infamous on uh, PS3 and PS2 and PS4. Um, but Crackdown was the originator of that. And I believe it, especially Crackdown 1, I thoroughly enjoyed. thought it was probably one of the best games I've played on 360. Uh yeah, we we doubled a lot in there. I remember going through the city collecting those orbs where you kept increasing the jumps and it was like real addictive. Like yeah. you just like I can get that like, little bit further now and uh there was vehicles as well. 
I remember you, yeah. you, you used to go down underground into that like garage bit. Yeah, you had like uh, a base, yeah, base like of a, operations. Yeah, it was a good game that was. I remember yeah. it. I have nothing but fond memories of it. That sort of shell shaded or shell shaded or heavily out bordered um, yeah. style of the graphics, almost comic book style. They were really cool. That that tower in the middle of the main city that you could climb yeah. up. I mean, this game. It's a real. It, it earned, free cl- free. earned the term sandbox. Uh, excuse me, sandbox. Definitely, definitely, it, it really was. Yeah. And the free running or whatever it is, I'm trying to call it. In the yeah, day, it was pr- pretty much that. Yeah, free running with it, some really extreme jumping. Yeah, but when you could finally do the jumps and come down, and smash down onto the floor. Oh yeah, you could pick a car up and throw it. it it's a. I would say out of the exclusives we've talked about and we're going to talk about, I know the last one wasn't received that well, but I think it's something they could do more with. I mean, with this list here, Gears 5, Halo, Sea of Thieves, Forza, Crackdown, we see these as the alive and kicking uh, exclusive franchises on the Xbox that are still rocking up and turning up on a day-in, day-out basis. Yeah. But we've got some here that seem to have just gone... Before we get on to the ones that we're going to bury somberly around the back of the uh, bunker next to the lair pit in the graveyard we know as Graveyard for Games, we've got some missing in actions. Now, the first one on that list, Sunset Overdrive. That is, when I first saw that game, I was intrigued, nay, hooked. Tom, you've played it. Yeah, I did. I played it, uh, and... Speaking of like uh, games with gold, I caught it on that. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Again, yeah. when when you're in second place, you can afford to be a bit more experimental. Yeah. And for sure, they have been giving away Sunset Overdrive. Big coup, first of all, an inherently Sony developer prior to releasing Sunset. Yeah. Overdrive. So they did Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I think yeah. that's Insomniac. They, they they poured effort into Sunset Overdrive. Now, now we know where they ended up going and producing Sony's Spider-Man on the PlayStation. Yeah. When you then look back through that lens and you see, all oh, right, yeah, Sunset Overdrive. See what they were doing now. Yeah. See There's, where they there were is going. Comparisons, now. definitely. Yeah, and the way the the free roaming in the city and the way the city works, um, considering they built that from the ground up, Sunset Overdrive looks great. The controls look awesome, and those gameplay routes that, let's face it, when you boil away the experience element of the game, all that remains is satisfying feelings of punching buttons on your controller. Yeah. And Sunset Overdrive, like its PlayStation brother, it ticks those boxes. It's fun to play. It is, yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. Do you think that's something that's been missing in, like, Gears? Let's look at the heaviness of this. Gears 5. It's fun to play, but it's pretty heavy at times. As in storyline. Gears, Gears 4. Gears 4, Sorry. yeah. And Gears uh, 5 well, yeah. will be. Yeah. Gears franchise up to this point is pretty heavy. Yeah. Halo is pretty heavy. Yeah, sea the... of Thieves is what I would call a fun title. Forza's very heavy. And yeah. Crackdown plays the line quite... Between both. Between both. Sunset Overdrive is the first sort of title that's popped up its branding was neon colours, exciting, yeah. fresh. It popped off the screen. When you see it running, it literally is alive with colour yeah. and the city looks awash with it. it. It gets rid of that stereotypical, like, oh, like, all those games, like, we've talked about, like, 
Space Marine shooters, brown, brown, grey, black. Yeah. And Sunset Overdrive was like the antithesis of this. It was everything that <coughs> I feel the platform needed. It needed more Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I think it did need some more titles like that. So we've we've listed that as MIA because we don't think we're going to see that again, are we? No, will they come back to develop any games for Xbox? We don't know. Well, the, they're, they're clearly going to be working on a Spider-Man sequel. I think that's where their time's going to be invested. But I, do I mean, that'll got take a, a lot of time. They've got a couple of teams, so they could be oh, okay. they could be invested into making Spider-Man, but then also have a small team preparing Something concepts, else. artwork, and all the bits and yeah. bobs. It might not be over, but we think that it it probably is. Yeah, there's another title I'm sad to see. Well. I'm glad it's missing in action, so as a lonely wife during wartime, I can live in hope. But I've got a funny feeling it's not going to take much to nudge this into DOA. What's, well, What's that? Now, we've both shared some awesome memories of this game. What have we got? Fable. Uh, the original launched 2004. The last one we saw, in our opinion, minus a... Very odd card game. Mobile card game. Uh, Fable the Journey, which was on the Connect. Let's not talk about that. No, we don't want to I talk about that I was a Connect adopter at launch. Every single game I bought for it was terrible. Let's not... Well, Fable 3 was terrible, but we're not going to quite go there. Fable 1 on the original Xbox. I remember... I Do we need clothes? Do we need food? Or water? Or potion? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that guy, the dungeon master? Yeah. Your health is low. You need food or potion. It's like, all right, mate, crikey. I know. I can see the red gauge that says I'm very close to death. And led by the great hype master himself, Mr. Peter Molyneux. The lion-headed like, man. It was going to do things that we knew it never Peter would. Peter Molyneux, but... 22 Candan, as he's known now. <laughs> <laughs> For the story about how he one time behind the youth club drank 22 cans of um, Panda Pop <laughs> and he fitted uh-huh. and after that he became a games developer <laughs> that's where you heard it first so Fable when it launched it was a game like no other he promised us to be able to plant an acorn and watch it grow to an oak tree during the during the game yeah. and there were bits that he put in and do you know Fable what? 2 upped it for me a lot with Fable, a lot more of those Fable uh, 1 was a game you didn't have promises. to play to enjoy too, but two did come good on a lot of his promises. Oh, I remember that game where you, I'm not even going to say spoilers because you should have played that game by now. Where you see your character at the end and it spins through his different phases of how yes. he's progressed through the game. All of, everything that was going on in whatever that was, 2007, <coughs> I think, when maybe Fable 2 came out, 2008, whenever it was, I can't remember. And having your dog. The dog. Spoilers, dog dies. Or, well, no, not anymore. Oh, because if you get yeah. upset enough on the internet these days, you can change anything you want. The dog undied due to unpopular. I criticism. thought you could cho- you could choose at the end to bring back one of three things. Oh, I thought that came in as a patch. I don't know. You could either, I think, bring back your family, have loads of gold, or your dog. Most people are going to go with a dog. Of course they are. So what are you invested in? Who gives, who gives a damn about digital avatars of your children? <laughs> Couldn't you be like a bit of a player as well and just go and start a family in I a town? I think you could, yeah. I think yeah. in another town. And then could. the other one could find out about that one. and then There were lots of... Are we like 
Is this how it Fable is... Two got made? Yeah. <laughs> and then this can happen. Yeah, yeah. And then Peter Molyneux. Are we sat... actually remembering the facts, or is this Molyneux's height we're remembering? I think maybe he listens. He sits eating a sandwich. I I see Peter Molyneux eating like a cheese and onion sandwich. It's wilted a bit. It's two o'clock in the afternoon, and he's hearing developers in his in his business talk. And he's like, wow, is that possible? He writes it all down. Then he, then he, he turns <laughs> then he around, down, packs his thermos in his lunch bag, refolds the foil around his cheese and onion sandwich, and heads off to E3. Full of this stuff. He is hype train personified, isn't he? Is, he? he is the motive power of the hype uh, train. Going on what we might see, I did hear rumours one of Microsoft's big studios was going to work on Fable. We've heard this, haven't we? It's, I think it's too big an IP to let let go I think, to the wayside. Let's look through here. Gears has got some... At the moment, I feel like Gears of War franchise has got some good fan support. Yeah. Halo as well. Massive, really. Massive. Halo Gear, well, Halo's going to outstrip Gears, unless you tell me otherwise. But as far as I'm concerned, as sort of fan loyalty and hype goes, Gears and Halo have got a following... Gears is slightly behind Halo as far as popularity is concerned. Sea of Thieves has got its own little niche. Yeah. Uh, Forza remains ever popular with the Xbox uh, fan community and those that like races, and there's plenty of those out there. It's a big cross-section. Crackdown uh, bombed a little bit with 3, didn't it? It was the days gone of the Xbox, as I've heard many comparisons say this yeah, week. Yeah, I think so. So, Fables, you look at those It titles, needs that big action RPG. To be honest, it's got enough... Even after everything they've done to it, even after all the promises of two that would then turn your save game into your hero in three, none of that actually happened. It was Fable Legends, that game that got canned as well. The that was, four, uh, co-op four-player. Yeah, that, I mean, that could have been... To me, Fable's a one-player game. It should be, yeah. That should be their like, big temple adventure game. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it... It's got fan support. It would sell consoles, I think. So it's something that we need to consider. Now, before we move into the section where we're going to talk about our fallen brothers, um, there's some good news. Because Xbox have recognised that their exclusives catalogue is a little bit lacking. And they recruited uh, Obsidian, Ninja Theory, and they're putting a dream team development of people together in their Santa Monica team. Now, the question's... I've got are Ninja Theory, Obsidian, and the aforementioned newly assembling Santa Monica team. Are they going to get to work with new IPs, or are they just going to get given one of the old franchises in the bin that we're going to talk about? It's a question about? for the listeners as well, if they want to get in touch. And how would they do that? Uh, they can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. That tattoo paid off. <laughs> You made me get it. Yeah, you made and me get underneath it. that, there's you've got you uh, know stingrays drawn you a little birdie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unofficial comps one. They were meant to be swallows. They <laughs> look more like Amazons. <laughs> <laughs> he only knows how to draw a swallow. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think we might see Fable go to. Your safe bet would be with Obsidian. Oh, I would love to see Fable but make an Obsidian. They've got that Outer Worlds game coming out, so they're probably going to be busy well, for a little bit more with that. But that's their last multi-platform. That's title, their isn't last it? multi-platform title that they're going to yeah. move out there. Um, and Ninja Theory have, have shipped Hellblade Sensor with Sacrifice. Uh, I really want to pick that up this weekend, possibly. Be, but we'll discuss it'll that. Be in a, it'll be in the sale, uh, or it'll be in uh, Kex. 
Sex CEX, call it what you like. It'll yeah. be available. It's also available on eBay. And Stingray's boot, of course. If you're feeling lazy, just ask Stingers to pop over. Yeah. Don't even let him get out of the car, let him reach down and pop the I heard he used to be trunk. a delivery driver for CEX. Surely like he was a delivery illegal. driver for like Blockbuster or John Papo's Pizza in town. <laughs> uh, we've gone way off topic. We want them to work. Obsidian would be perfect to work on a fable tile with, yeah. the, with the words and the, the way they bond the world together and all of that would be absolutely fantastic. Ninja Theory, just put them in a darker room and feed them a sandwich, see what they come out with. Uh, and this Santa Monica team. Could we see them rest Gears or Halo? If or... it's a big, if it's a new big development team, give them a new IP, new idea to work with. Someone I would love. New. We've talked through some really awesome games that everyone will remember. Twenty years from now, you'll say to someone, "Tell me one of your favourite gaming moments." Someone's going to mention. Everyone's going to have maybe one of these in their top ten. I know a game we have missed off here. Is, Is it a Grand game called Recore? Do you oh. remember it? For Xbox, well, you wouldn't have done because you for Xbox One, uh, Recore, Recore, yeah. What was that? Um, you had like different robot companions. I remember seeing the trailer and getting really hyped for it, and it came out and it was a bit like Days Gone, a sort of six, seven out of ten. Oh, uh, I think that might be worth a, a retrospective one day. Oh, my god, right? Okay, add it to the list, yep. The three story. Any, any high of you, pile. any listeners played Recore and enjoyed it? Let us know. Let us know. Now let's just very quickly here, just talk about sad times, Tom. Let's the, talk the old about franchises. The old franchises, the as far as we, dark side. as far as we know, have been kicked to the curb. They've been sent off with full military honours. They've been buried at Microsoft Towers in Bill Gates' back garden. But the list of the fallen, and I'm, I'm just going to run through it quickly, Tom. Blinks, Perfect Dark, Cameo, Project Gotham Racing, Conquer, Alan Wake, Jade Empire, Crimson Skies, Ninja Gaiden, Shadow Complex, Grab by the Ghoulies, Geometry Wars. It sounds like, bring me all your waifs and strays. <laughs> bring them here to die. That is a, gra- that is a graveyard of uh, fairly quality titles. Look, Blinks, you know, when that first came out, everybody needed a franchise platform game. Was it Blinks the Time Sweeper? The Time Sweeper, yeah. Never played it, but looked at an interesting game. It used the hard drive again to enable you to forward and rewind time. Interesting title. Perfect Dark. I mean, there was a time when people would have sold... There was a time when the head of Nintendo or the head of Sony probably would have sold his own mother into slavery to get Perfect Dark secured on their Was that a launch title for 360? (laughs) It was. They really came out of the gate with all them titles, didn't they? Cameo. I mean, all these games were meant to be Cube titles and Microsoft acquired them. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Then they were meant to come to original Xbox and that got paused and moved to 360. Conquer. He's not the most popular character these days, but there was a time (laughs) where he was quite popular. Here's the one that me and Tom probably mourn the most. Alan Wake. Yeah. As an experience, probably, I didn't mention it in my top ten, but it would have had an honourable mention if we were doing honourable mentions. That was a great game. 
The soundtrack was incredible. The graphics yeah. looked incredible. Again, do I want to dust it off and play it again anytime soon? Probably not, because the memory in my brain is one of such a sumptuous, beautiful game. It was almost... I've described off-air L.A. Noire as like that tall, leggy, sort of Italian-looking woman. She's very like, suave. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, Alan Wake's that calibre of cat. It's a little bit too cool. If you only give it seven, it's because you don't understand it. <laughs> If you only give it six, because you don't understand what she's trying to tell you. It's, it's yeah. advanced conversation. She's talking about the fall of Rome and the person she's trying to talk to wants to talk to you about what happened in the Beano last week. <laughs> Alan Wake and L.A. Noir, they're that sophisticated, high society girl that just comes in, sits down, but she knows more about anything than anybody. What a beautiful game. Jade Empire. You'd think if you'd secured the people who had made you all those other good titles and you brought them here and you said, make me a Japanese game, make it awesome, Jade Empire, tick those boxes. Yeah, Bioware. Uh... Bioware, when they used to make good games. (laughs) I'm sorry. Savage. I'm sorry. Well, they're one of the the EA call, aren't they? (sighs) I don't think EA are going to have the patience, to be honest, are they? Uh, another one there, Crimson Skies. I think that was the original Xbox launch title. That has so many fans out there. A return of that, a remaster or a remake of Crimson Skies would sell gangbuster numbers. I'm sure we saw that last year at E3. It's probably Xbox. happening. All right, it's probably happened. I've probably left the lid off the white spirits in the ventilation room, and it's probably caught up with us. Uh, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. I mean, there was a time where people would have killed for that. Uh, I know it's made other appearances on other consoles, but it was classed as an Xbox exclusive. Shadow Complex, a game that you and I played the yeah. wheels off when that came out. Xbox. Like a Metroidvania-style uh, uh, like 2D perspective. Good game. Yeah, that was uh, with their like, Summer of Arcade thing they used to do. That was. I remember the first Summer of Arcade, it felt... Like something real new and cool, like the idea of it. Yeah, like a festival. And then I think if you bought all four or five, I think, did you get the last one for free? It was oh, a good maybe. deal, I remember, yeah, if you bought I, all I of I just them. remember that whole summer with Xbox vibe feeling like, you know, I remember, the, I, my mind plays tricks on me, but I think they did like bands and music as well, wrapped around Probably games, so, yeah. Like a streaming event that you could watch and play through your Xbox dashboard, once they'd abolished the Blades, of course. Yeah. Also Poor on this blade. list, talking of older franchises, let's take a list of the Fallen. The Dashboard Blades. Yeah, we'll chuck that on there. It's in, you know, we miss that. Yeah. Don't we? Take Easy, your avatar. simple, stylish. Have you seen it lately? <laughs> it doesn't look well, very stylish. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, let's. we've got a little window of time here. A little window of time. Now, Stingray's on his way. But the fans, the listeners have reached out to us. Now, when you're out doing your pickups, we're going to ask you on social media, be it Instagram or Twitter, to tag those, hashtag Stingray's Boot. So when you're out and about doing the charity shop hunts and all that other stuff, we're going to ask you to send us your pickup pictures so we know you can show us and we're going to read out the best ones online. Now, this week, um, the listeners have been asking Stingray to do a house call. And which, he gets around, doesn't he? He gets around. And uh, if we just flick over to the using the power of the internet to have that a look at... That Nissan Bluebird definitely isn't Lisa, is it? It's, 
if it is, he's going to have a serious overmileage <laughs> charge. Um, and familiar names to the show here, which we expect from the core audience. Um, Chris McClum, as I call him. He must laugh. His name's Chris. I announced it the same way last time as well. But let's call him, because my accent sounds quite hilarious doing this. Chris McClum. What's he been out getting at Stingray's boot? Well, it looks to me like he's managed to get himself the operator instructions for a CPC-464. And I think this might be my favourite because of how eclectic it is. And we want you to mix this in. If you find a dodgy VHS copy of Battle for Endor out in the wild, we want pictures of it. So he's got himself an an owner's manual for the CPC-464. He's only secured himself out of the Bluebird's boot a Commodore (laughs) tape deck. (laughs) Hasn't he? And what else? Chris McClum's eclectic taste means that he's picked up a CD copy of The Beatles' Yellow Submarine. He's also a big... He's quite a music fan, also. He's got uh, Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells. Mike Oldfield's Tubular (laughs) Bells. What a banger. To be honest, pick I up that. Like it's that awesome. Too. Yeah, uh, and he's remember my also... dad having that on uh, vinyl. Probably worth a bit of money, maybe. Your dad's so cool. He just, you know, he walks by and he freezes people's drinks. Uh, <laughs> tubular bells, both on the CD format, and he's also secured himself a copy of Spider-Man on the PlayStation Two. Stingray's boot holds. He's no been bands. generous. It's got some range, hasn't it? Stingray's boot. Next up. In the Stingray's boot hashtag, we've got Ozcat. We've heard about him before. And Tom, it looks to me like he's gone all out for the Shantae collection. Wow. Now, you can look at these for yourself. Hashtag Stingray's boot. The man's finished Shantae. He's only gone and got himself a little bit of a penchant for the game. He's got (laughs) it here. He's got manual and cart on Game Boy Color. He's got it on the Switch. He's got it on the Vita. He's got it on the PlayStation 4. Hold, fire, he's even got it on the Wii U. The guy doesn't know what The else. Wii U? He's got, it, he's got it on the Wii U. The only this one guy's got, a true collector. He, he is. But guess what? The fun doesn't stop there for Oscat. Look at this eclectic mix. He's obviously a fan of the Scottish, Russian, English agent James Bond, Sean Connery. I had su- that Mario Golf as well. That's a great title. He secured himself Killer. James Bond and The Hunt for Red October. He's a fan of the Connery. The only thing that can <laughs> that off? Highlander. <laughs> He's got himself a copy of Yu-Gi-Oh! on the Game Boy Advance. All of the titles that we've mentioned are on the original Game Boy. So he's got Yoshi's Cookie, Toy Story 3 and Ants. Uh, and that might be on the colour actually. But he's also gone and got himself a copy of Mario Golf 2. And Oscat's the man that just doesn't stop. Amongst all of that, he's also got another mix of NES carts, Popeye I can see, a load of GBA games. Oscat's ratcheting up like a machine. Uh, and before we move on just quickly, Get Switched On has gone and secured himself a copy of Tetris Duel, Crash on the Wii. And just before we wondered if he had gone insane <laughs> to support the fact that he hasn't, he's picked up House of the Dead 2 and 3 on the Wii. Uh, I can't imagine Crash, my never mutant, plays well, nor motion control adds anything to that game's environment. Um, does a, there's a discreet yet ever telling rumble of pebbles flipping up from a loose dirt trackway and hitting the back of a very cheaply bought mud flap. It's the 
double denim wearing. Oh my god. Perm, permed wig sporting, bluebird driving, the stingray. He's here. <laughs> Announced like a Only... sed- like a sedated Ric Flair can do. <laughs> <laughs> the man's had a little too many added in extra and he's he's in that happy place between sleep and wake. Tom, it's that time of the week. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? Guess what? Here's one for the fans to talk about behind our backs. How for the first time this far into the show, it's the first time I've been able to say that line without stumbling over my own lips. These are the new release highlights for the week April 29th to the 5th of May 2019. (coughs) Tom's dying in the corner. Mumsy's just a little bit concerned. Stingray's wearing a hypodermic mask <laughs> so he doesn't contract any of the uh, biological... Outside air. The outside. Well, he lives in the outside. You sure? Inside air. It's like, what's going on? Uh, listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast's in your feed but could be region dependent. Tom, I'm going to fall on the sword and kick off or do you want to do it to get your mouth warmed up? I'll go for it. This looks like a good title. This was technically going to be my Stingray Pick of the Week, but I've deferred it. In fact, shall I make it my Pick of the Week? You can, if you wish. Mummy, mummy, please, please, may I have Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark that Tom's going to tell you all about. What's it coming out on, Tom? It's coming out on PC, PS4 and Xbox uh, on April 30th. Uh, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark is a tactical RPG, much in the vein of great classics like Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre. Mm, Good game. Uh, It features fully hand-drawn environments and sprites in a 2D isometric perspective, as well as an original score by Jan Morgatstern, composer for Black Sigil Blade of Exiled. Uh, You will need to use your strategy and cunning, as well as a master a complex class system. To conquer the challenging battles ahead of you, unfold a mature story centred around your position as one of the Arbiters, an order dedicated to keeping the peace and the balance of power throughout the lands. While many allies with personalities and goals of their own will join your ranks during your adventures, you may find yourself favouring a cherished non-story character due to the ability to fully customise them. By changing the portrait, name, clothes, hats, colour and accessories, every ally is unique. Reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics, both in scope and style, Felseal's intricate class system offers a widely varied array of customization and possibilities, allowing the player to choose a class, a subclass, and multiple passive abilities for every one of their characters. Countless possibilities and combinations are within reach, and crafting your perfect band of combatants is only limited by your imagination and cleverness. Now... I'm excited for that because we haven't seen a game that's in the same genre <coughs> as Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre probably being my preferred one for a long time. If this, if this is laying out this, it's like if I met you for the first time and I introduced myself. Hi, hi, mate. I'm Nigel Mansell. Yeah, you know that guy <laughs> who's really quick in racing cars. You'd be like, oh, it's interesting. This game introduces itself as being Final Fantasy Tactics. That's lofty praise, and I yeah. hope it lives up to it. Now, that was my mummy, mummy, please, may I? But there's another one here, 
and I'm sort of torn. Um, unfortunately, I already own this, so we'll go with the first that first title as being the Mummy Mummy. Final Fantasy Twelve: The Zodiac's Age coming out this week on Xbox and Switch, April thirtieth. Return to the world of Ivalice. This HD remaster is based on the smash hit twelfth instalment of the Final Fantasy series, which is shipped over six point one million units worldwide, featuring a new and reworked game design. Not only have the graphics and sound been updated to take advantage of the power of the new hardware, but the core game design has been tweaked to produce an evolution of the original Final Fantasy XII fi- uh, fitting for the current generation. Enjoy a classic adventure reborn. What you got? Have a little rummage, put that one down, pick out another one. Oh, We've just... all heard about the herbs on Game Boy Advance. Pull out this other tile. Uh, Fate of Silence Ooh. on PC, PS4, Xbox. Are you going to get behind this one? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, THQ Nordic who like to release a lot of games. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> I'm so... already, I'm already concerned. <laughs> the 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 <laughs> the publishing arm of Stingray, THQ Nordic, <laughs> produce the sort of title we've been playing in this bunker for far too long. <laughs> Tell That's, me about Hate uh, Silence. It's out on April 30th. No, in Stingray is going to make sure he can make most bang for book. I guess it's going to come out on every platform available, <laughs> including Game Boy Advance. And, I'm, and for the fans, Chris McClum, Fate of Black, Fate of Silence, <laughs> not Fate of Black, because that was an all right PS1 game. Fate of Silence is also coming out on the Anstrad CPC 464, Chris. If only. <laughs> Fate of Silence is a survival RPG set in the cold and deadly world of a post-apocalyptic winter. Never seen that setting before. You take the role of Ash, an oh, actual but tormented leader, exploring, exploring a post-apocalyptic frozen wasteland, gathering the resources necessary to establish a refuge for survival. With dwindling supplies, simple tasks like upgrading equipment and collecting materials require an immediate expedition to scavenge the necessary items. In the search for survival materials, players must navigate a vast territory in which they will encounter eldritch monsters and an even greater foe, the unrelenting winter. While freezing temperatures constantly take their toll on ash, the deadliest event is a constant threat, a blizzard. If caught by surprise, it takes every ounce of skill, determination and luck to survive that blizzard. Fate of Silence sort of screams to me that's the sort of game where when the bigger boys were coming round, you would hide your Nintendo <laughs> stuff and prop up next to like Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 or whatever it was at the time, a battered copy of Fade to Silence. Oh, I'll play the wheels off of that, mate. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Post-apocalypse is what I'm all about. Like, oh, yeah, Tom, we thought you were just one of the smaller boys. We thought you'd be playing Zelda and Mario, but you were like a real guy living a post-apocalyptic winter. Oh, you know me so well. <laughs> bigger boys, mummy, mummy, quick, hide my Nintendo plush. <laughs> Johnny McBiglegs is coming down from the top of the street. I don't want him to think that I'm not a bigger boy. Oh, oh does that mean let's have a look in Stingray's boot? I'm greedy, so I'm going to pull out this massive box. Oh, and it would be, wouldn't it? Starling <laughs> Battle for Atlas on the PC. Oh. Is this the one with the... the is this Ubisoft with the, the, the spaceship toys? Go into the generator room and pull that little... Uh, I've got a little plastic tub in the generator room. You didn't know what it was. It's got Disney Infinity in it. It's got all the different <laughs> link-up setups for that Skylanders game. It's basically Ring Raiders, but new age. It's an, another USB hub and craft and things to buy 
is Starlink. It's swooped onto PC April the 30th. In Starlink Battleful Atlas, lead a group of interstellar pilots as you build your own starship. Explore the Atlas star system and battle the vile Grax and its forgotten <coughs> It includes four starships, Zenith, Neptune, Pulse and Lance. I like how that last guy... <laughs> Sit down for a meal. Listen, boys, Zenith, Neptune, Pulse, Lance. Will you stop flicking peas at your brother Neptune? Lance. I don't know how Lance like, at the end. Couldn't they call him like Genesis or Mars or whatever, but no, Lance. Named after your uncle Kevin. That would make him Kevin though, wouldn't it? It was his middle name. Everyone called him Lance in the village. Uh, six pilots. Mason, Judge, Chase, Hunter, Levi and Razor. Now, that's more like it. You can imagine them sounding... You want those names of, like, Predator, where it's like, Dutch, Dylan, Poncho, Billy. <laughs> if we moved Lance down into those names, Mason, Judge, Chase, Hunter, Levi, Razor and David. <laughs> Anyway, I think I've probably murdered that enough, but it's a whole new gameplay experience. I shouldn't really take the mickey out of it, because from what I've heard, it's a pretty good system and a pretty fun game. The the Switch version is meant to be real good with a Star Fox uh, sort of shoe-owned into it. You bringing something onto the Nintendo platform? Let's shoe-own one of our characters on it. (laughs) You're doing Amiibo with ships. To be fair, they probably made a better Star Fox game than the last Star Fox game made by Nintendo. Well, we don't want anyone to think that we're beaten down on that, so I'm going to quickly switch over to Tabletop Racing World Tour Nitro Edition. That would probably be my pick out of a very bad week. Are very you, poor are, are boot you, Are you really sure you want this? <laughs> are yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, because well, I've seen the next page. You want to read... <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm thinking about what you're going to play with for the next week, not just the, the pain of a 30-second readout, but you... you <laughs> You take Tabletop Racing World Tour. You go on air and on record to the fans of saying, this is your mummy, mummy. May 1st, uh, coming out on the Switch. Get behind the wheel of 16 ultra-cool miniaturised racing cars and engage in combat racing like no other. Master over 30 tabletop racetracks and over 180 events in a bid for glory. Then take the battle online and compete with the best in the world. On Nintendo Switch, you can bring a friend too. Race offline or online with two new split-screen game modes. Go head-to-head in split-screen versus battle and take on the AI, or get online with split-screen online. Uh, crush your enemies with eight cunning power-ups and six unique weapon wheels, and blast your way to victory. Pint-sized power-up racing has never looked so good or been so much fun. So some of the key features of the game, we've got two-player split-screen gameplay, both offline and online. Eight players online, that's pretty decent actually, uh, multiplayer combat racing. Uh, 32 tabletop racetracks set in eight theme locations. Uh, four circuits per location. 16 cool, fully upgradable, iconic miniature race, race cars. Uh, over 180 unique race events to challenge your skills. Over 25 hours of gameplay. Ooh. Eight cunning power-up weapons designed to attack and slow opponents or protect yourself. Uh, six unique weapon wheels help you get an edge over your rivals. Uh, funky exclusive breakbeat soundtrack by producer Wes Smith of Juice Recordings. Did you mention the word weapon wheel? Yeah, the fabled weapon wheel. Let me, before I move on, let's just, just, the day's gone. Wheel, the crafting wheel. Please. That feels clunky. Take that away from me. I want to, I want to, I want to (coughs) throw a Molotov. 
Oh, I selected dagger. Yeah. Uh, well, that's probably enough days gone. Close to the sun, on the PC, May 2nd. Let's get the case out of Stingray's boot. Let's have a look on the back. Interesting cover art. It's 1897, deep in international waters, the Helios stands still. Dark clouds loom overhead as unforgiving waves crash against the hull. Colossal effigies of gold, decorated with magnificent fiery stretches, fire the finery stretches far as the eye can see. Born of Nikola Tesla's vision, the Helios serves as a haven for the greatest scientific minds. An unbound utopia for research, independent from state, isolated from the gaze of society, free to push the boundaries of matter and time. Journalist Rose Archer steps aboard the Helios in search of her sister, Ada. She quickly discovers not all as it seems. Grand Hall stand empty. The stench of rotting flesh lingers in the air. Silence. A single word is painted across the entrance. Quarantine. That actually sounds really good. It sounds a bit like a Bioshock intro. I was going to say, it sounds ace if Bioshock hadn't already come out. Yeah. Uh, any PC gamers, if you're picking up Close to the Sun on May 2nd, please let get, us know what it's yeah, like. Yeah, I'd like to know what it's like. Yeah, that's piqued our interest a little bit. It's piqued yours. What else has piqued yours? Have a little rummage. What are you going to pull out? Uh, another PC title on May 2nd, Pandemic Express. He's been loading up on these PC titles. Welcome to Pandemic Express, Zombie Escape. We've played a lot of Zombie Escape style mods and wanted to make something standalone and on a large scale. Up to 30 players spawn in a large world. One of them gets randomly infected. That's quite a cool idea. Mm. And and has to spread the, infect- <laughs> <laughs> spread the infection, turning everyone into zombies. The human players desperately try to escape on a train through an onslaught of what seems like endless zombie hordes. First standalone zombie mode on a massive scale. Unique co-op experience with ad hoc teams, vehicles, a large open world and a train. So run and a train. Sort of thing I would write. <laughs> <laughs> Distinctive art style and uh, game atmosphere. Uh, yeah, it sounds like an interesting idea. Um, I can't quite remember, but something tells me Pandemic Express might be a slightly more budget title. <laughs> It might not be working. It might out, be HQ in order. I don't know if it's that high praise, but that means looking at it, we've seen every other thing in Stingray's boot here. We've seen these VHS a million times. The only thing left in the boot here is this. Oh, what it is? It's Ditto's Swords of Ditto: Mormo's Curse on the Switch, coming out May second. The Swords of Ditto: Mormo's Curse is a compact RPG, action RPG that creates a unique adventure for each new hero of legend in the relentless fight against the evil Mormo. Explore a delightful but dangerous overworld, brace brave menacing dungeons, and improve your hero in a charming village. During your quest to overcome the evil that plagues the island, unleash the mystical sword of Ditto and grab a co-op friend for an unforgettable adventure filled with delightful characters, extraordinary loot, and heroic battles. Unique adventures linked together. Each adventure becomes its own legend, both distinct for those that came before and after as part of a heroic legacy that binds them together. The deeds, succeed, the deeds, successes and failures of each hero's adventures have implications for those that follow, including the ability to find weapons and recover loot from history's fallen heroes. And that sounds like it's got a roguelike vibe to it. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, it's solo and cooperative. Uh, weapons, items and stickers. Main quest. I probably won't be picking that one up. But you're a Switch owner. How does that sound to you? Uh, okay, yeah, I've seen... Again, the the eShop does tend to get flooded with titles and you can miss so much. It's a common complaint I'm hearing <clears> that it's yeah. starting to fill up with a lot of 
well, the, there's race some, to the bottom there's some, tap. The, <laughs> there's some good stuff on there, but then it's it sometimes is buried beneath just so many other titles. Tom, I'm sure there's enough gold underneath this bunker for me and you both to retire, but digging it, refining it, and getting it out is no guarantee of rich and wealth. Yeah, it's hard to... I think it's hard for uh, and I, I some think of the... A lot of the online digital stores tend to become so... It's like when you look on your phone, when you go in the app store, there's so much noise, you can't work out what's good. Anyway, moving on. Tom, what are you looking at playing next week? Uh, I reckon I'm going to pick up Hellblade, send you a sacrifice, uh, probably on the PS4 if it's a bit cheaper than the Switch version. So we're going to don full hazmat gear, pick up a copy, your copy of Days Gone with the yeah, bio Tom. we're trading it in. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping mine. Are I you, might trade what? mine. Oh right, you're going to trade it. You're going to see. You're going to take that death chance to death and turn it into a fighting chance to live. I see yeah. what you've done there. I thought you were going to just wheel it around the back and throw it in the pit, but instead, no, he's <clears> going <throat> to give its life to Stingray yeah. for return of something else. Maybe someone will pick it up and go. That's really good. To be fair, I'd imagine Days Gone would be a straight. You were definitely going to walk out of that shot with Hellblade. Oh yeah, definitely. Stingray's or I might just. Have a look on the digital store, and um, you've still got something in your pile of shame that you bought in the last digital uh, sale. The order. <laughs> Why let me forget? Oh, like I will, I will never will. <laughs> Thirty years from now, the day you play old. Overwatch, so we'll finish the order. You're missing out. Not me. Um, I know. What am I going to play? I'm going to play a bit more Days Gone. I think it deserves it. I think now I'm getting into it as a game. An actual game, not an experience. Yeah, it's it's certainly compared to some of the tosh I've been playing. Twenty four lair <laughs> days gone. There's one way of improving your experience for days gone. Play something terrible, <laughs> then play days gone. Feels like a masterpiece. Good and advice. to that, one would have to say that's all we've got time for this week, listeners. And as always, thank you for your time, and we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then. Happy gaming, and remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. Cheers, dude.